the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom, and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler, and I am the lead rabbi of Sharesh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently, we are serving in Wesley Chapel, Lakeland, Tampa, and Brandon. Conexion is our Spanish-speaking congregation, and we also recently started a service in St. Pete, which currently meets once per month. It is an honor to speak to the listening audience of AM 570 and 910 WTBN, Tampa Bay's Christian Talk. Let's begin with a word of prayer this morning. Amen? Okay. Avinu Malkenu, you are our Father and our King. We declare not only our love for you, but as we love you, you have caused us to love people. And so, Father, as we start our day and we look at your word and we look at the love that you have poured into us, Lord, let us be a vessel that can pour out to others. Whether we like them naturally or not, let us show them love. Let us show love in our hearts, in our minds, in our words, in our actions, and even in our countenance, so that they will be encouraged this day. Lord, fill us with the power of your Spirit that we may go with your strength to do your will. We bless you. And thank you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. So good morning, good morning. And that's my topic, right? Love like God. Yes. We started this last week. And um, I mentioned to you that I have some handouts on love that I'd love to send you. <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, for any gift size this month, uh, I'll send you these handouts. They are different charts and, and challenges and things on resolving conflict because that's all part of love, right? And forgiveness and so on. So you can call our office at 813-831-5673 and we will send that out to you. All right, let's get right to the teaching. Last week, we talked about what godly love looks like, and we looked at various scriptures, Deuteronomy 6, Matthew 22, uh, and we talked uh, about what actually is love as we looked at 1 Corinthians 
13, 4 through 8. We also looked at the fruit of the Spirit last week. I'd like to uh, look for a few moments, start at 1 Corinthians 13, 4, 8 again, and then we'll go to Ephesians 5, which is a great love portion. Um, which, uh, what a great challenge to us. But certainly, 1 Corinthians 13 is also a great challenge. So let's start there. It says in verse 4 that love is patient. And when I read those words, it makes me feel much better when I say love is patient, kind, does not envy, does not brag, because that way I don't have to think about the words. (laughs) But if I say love is patient and I stop, and then I say, okay, Steve... Are you patient? And then I think of sometimes how I react to my wife because she will say things and I will want her to get to the bottom line. You know, I'm a guy, right? Give it to me. Give me the end of the story first. And if I need a description, I'll ask you. Wow. Love is patient. You know, it makes me want to stop and pray right now and say, Lord, please let me be patient. I mean, of all the things to begin with, love is patient. I'm about to go on a week's vacation with my wife, and I really... I'm so glad it we're we've been married 44 years and um we we try and get away sometime in the month of February. And as much as I love her and as much as I want to be with her there's also an aspect of patience. Can you relate to this? <laughs> love is patient. If we say nothing more than that, I think we have learned so much in this half hour. (laughs) It doesn't need further explanation. It doesn't really need anything else except to say that love is patient. Well, love is also kind, and I I have less problems with that, and even envy is not one of my areas, and and I don't think bragging is one of my areas, and I, though there are times and moments that I get puffed up, I think, by and large, that's not one of my areas either. So, love is patient, kind, it does not envy, it does not brag, it is not puffed up. It does not behave inappropriately. And I I would just ask you, when you read this, and you say, well, I don't act inappropriately, and I would say that about myself as well, I think one of the things we need to do in order to determine if we're correct in this is always have our antennas up. When we see people act strangely to us or give us a face, you know what I mean, or or do something like that, I, I believe we then have to check ourselves and see if we have said something, by mistake, of course, inappropriately. 
And I think that love is the willingness to check ourselves out in that way. In verse 6, it says, love does not seek its own way. And this is a critical, critical thing for you and I as believers. This is another one of those things like love is patient. We don't seek our own way. What does that really mean to you? It means, hopefully, that you are putting somebody else's needs, desires, wants ahead of your own. That if you disagree with somebody, you are willing to let the argument be lessened because you are seeking to bless them. You are seeking not your own way. In in fact, right after that, it says that love is not provoked. So when you sense that you're feeling provoked... Remember that God's love is in you, and this is not the behavior he desires for you. It says that we keep no record of wrong, and one of the things I love, uh, um, oh, what is his name? Uh, uh, His last name's Kendall. Uh, I can't remember the initials uh, of his first name, but at any rate, he wrote this great book on forgiveness. And one of the things he writes is that... um, that you can know that you've forgiven somebody if you don't bring up a wrong that they have done, not to anybody. And I just think of that. It, we are to keep no account or records of wrongdoings that people have done. So that means that it's a clean slate for them today. When you, some of you are going to church this morning and you're going to see somebody and you're going to kind of walk a little different direction so you don't have to meet with them. Well, you are keeping a record of something that is negative, something that is wrong. God wants you to wash that slate clean. And it does mean sometimes that we get treated poorly. But again, God says, as as we're going to learn next week when we look at the, uh, the holiday of Purim in the book of Esther, and, and we read about persecution, we are going to be persecuted for the Lord. So get used to it. It's okay. Because of the amazing love that God has for us. So in verse 7, we bear all things, we believe all things, we hope all things, we endure all things. God's love in verse 8 never fails. Never. Can we all say never? (laughs) How long is never? Right. Now, uh, so I'm, what I'm saying to you is when you're in that hostile environment, will you remember to love? Let's go uh, right now to Ephesians 5.23. Um, I love these scriptures. It has been my scriptures for marriage for al- almost all my married life. It, it took me, though, a number of years to really get it into my spirit. So it says, for the husband is head of the wife. 
as Messiah also is head of his community, himself the savior of the body. And I would have loved to have stopped there. Unfortunately, the verses continue. But as Messiah's community is submitted to Messiah, so also the wives to their husbands and everything. And I'd love to stop there. But then it says, husbands, love your wives just as Messiah also loved his community and gave himself up for her. I am to give myself up for my wife. And then it says in verse 6, to make her holy, having cleansed her by immersion in the word. So am I making my wife holy? Does she feel holy when I speak? Are my words cleansing her? When I speak to other people about her, are those cleansing words making her holy? We've got to stop and think about this. Messiah did this in verse 27 so that he might present to himself his glorious community, not having stain or wrinkle or any such thing, but in order that she might be holy and blameless. This is how we are to love, especially our wives. Now, you might say, well, my wife doesn't deserve that. She's not blameless and she's not holy. Well, this is how Yeshua loves us. Are, am I blameless and holy? Are you blameless and holy? And God yet is presenting us through Yeshua. Yeshua is presenting us his community, blameless and holy, because we believe in him and we've repented. And now... God is challenging us to do the same for people we know, but especially our wives. In the same way, husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Okay, let's look at, I don't know how much time we'll get to go through one more scripture, but I want to do Ephesians 4.29. Now, you might not think that this is a scripture about love, and to some degree, you're right. So let's, let's look at some of this, and then we'll take it apart. We're going to read Ephesians four twenty nine through 32. Let no harmful word come out of your mouth, but only what is beneficial for building others up according to the need, so that it gives grace to those who hear it. Do not grieve the Ruach HaKodesh, which means the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, and quarreling, and slander along with all malice. Instead, be kind to one another, compassionate, forgiving each other, just as God and Messiah also forgave you. <clears throat> now, I believe that this scripture is a tremendous scripture about love because it tells us what love looks like and what it doesn't look like. So as an example, how many of you want to grieve the Holy Spirit? <laughs> Hopefully none of you. So these are some things that grieve the Holy Spirit. Harmful words. Let's stop there. Have you used 
harmful words. It's fairly early in the morning today, but have you already used harmful words? How about yesterday? Did you use any harmful words? That grieves the Holy Spirit. I want you to think about that. You know, there's not a lot of explanation needed when Scripture can be so clear. Have you been bitter? Have you been involved in rage and anger or just quarreling? Have you slandered somebody? Is there malice in your heart to somebody? All of these things grieve the Holy Spirit. So if those things grieve the Holy Spirit, then there's some other things that bring joy to God or bring joy to the Holy Spirit. And they are also in this scripture. So let's see what those things are that make God feel good. Do you want God to smile upon you today? Many of you, again, are going to church this morning. Do you want God to smile upon you today? So this is what it says. Build others up. Well, what if they don't deserve it? Build others up. Let's keep this very simple. When you see people today, encourage them. That makes God happy. Give grace to those who hear you. So in other words, when people hear the words out of your mouth, they are picturing this beautiful uh, amount of grace and compassion coming out from you for them. They are sensing the fact that even though they did something wrong to you, you are pouring out your grace and you are not asking for an explanation. You're not asking for them to say they're sorry. You're not asking for anything because the grace of God is so strong on you that you are just loving them intentionally, whether they deserve it or not. That's grace. It also says in this scripture, be kind, compassionate, and forgiving. But honestly, if you do the first two things, which is build people up and give grace to those who hear it, I believe God is smiling upon you this day. How about making it your goal for the day? to build everybody else up, and to give grace to those who hear it. You need, and I need, to show love to our family. And sometimes our family can be the hardest people to show love to because they are pushing our buttons. They're close to us. And, and the further people are from us emotionally, the easier it is to love them. Because we don't know them. <laughs> because our love is conditional so often. But if we are going to practice unconditional love, that means that we're going to love whether they deserve it or not. So family, friends, your congregational family, your neighbors, and people you randomly meet, 
all deserve your love today because you, yes, you are going to love like God. You're going to love like God today. What an amazing thought. Do you remember how we defined love? Love is the purposeful decision to show kindness and affection continuously, unending, and most importantly, unconditional. Now, why do people not love? Well, we don't love because of hurts or low self-esteem, unforgiveness, resentment. There might be sin in our own lives, and so we can't love. We don't accept ourselves. We're critical of ourselves. You know, some of us, it's because of poor role models. You know, our mom, our dad didn't show us what love looked like. And so we are skewed in our thinking. We don't like to be transparent, have transparency because it might hurt us. And and certainly we don't trust God enough. And some people don't love because they're downright right shy. They're shy. But the greatest reason that you and I don't love today is because of fear. And I've got to tell you that 1 John 4, 18 covers that perfect love casts out fear. And Yeshua is perfect love. And if he lives in you, then you have overcome fear and you can love and you can love unconditionally and you can love regardless of how you feel. And the enemy is trying to create all these different things in you to stop you from loving. And you are to love regardless. Okay? And look, we know that the time is coming where, like in Matthew 24, 10, it says many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. False prophets will arise, lead many astray, because lawlessness will grow. The love of many will grow cold. Haven't you seen that? But the one who endures to the end will be saved. Look, God is telling you to endure, but not just to live, not just to, but, but, but to love. So get over whatever it is that is stopping you from being proactive in your love and go out, feel encouraged, feel strengthened today and go out and love people unconditionally. Boy, that would be exciting if everybody did it, but it would be just exciting if you did it. Because if you did it, you would make other people who don't feel as good as you right now, you would make them feel good. And that is a great purpose for this day that God has made for you. Look, we're out of time today. There's so much more to discuss concerning love because love is the key to a life of discipleship and knowing the heart of Messiah. However, uh, we're not going to continue with love next week. Uh, but I do have these handouts, and for any kind of gift this this month, just 
uh, let us know, and I'll send you out these handouts on love and charts and responding in love and controlling our thoughts and checklists on our thought life and other things like that. So you can call our office at 813-831-5673, and just, uh, we will be happy to send that out. Um, feel free to email me at rabbi at heart of messiah.org and uh, may you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of messiah let us close in prayer abba father teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone may our words and actions always reflect the heart of messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.